My name is Rick Renner, and I'm seated on stones that line the Magnesia Road in the upper part of ancient Ephesus. This road is so important to our Christian history. We read about it in Acts chapter 19, where Paul is making his re-entrance to Ephesus. And when Paul re-enters the city, he enters walking on this very road. There is no doubt Paul walked on the very stones that I see in front of me. And as he walked on this road, he saw all the marvelous columns, the statues, and so many horrible idols and magnificent fountains. This was a wealthy district of the city. And while he was on this road, he met a group of people that he led to Christ. We read about it in Acts chapter 19. He baptized them in water, laid hands on them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke with other tongues. And the church was suddenly established in the upper part of Ephesus. It had already been established in the lower part, but now it had moved into the upper part of the city. About three years later, the church was just booming in Ephesus, but it was time for Paul to leave. So he established Timothy to be the pastor of the church. And years later, he wrote to Timothy a very prophetic statement in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. He said, now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Paul prophesied that at the very end of the church age, which is our age, it's our time, some would begin to depart from the faith. The faith in Greek has a definite article. That means Paul was talking about the clear, sound teaching of Scripture, where Paul prophesied some would begin to depart from the authoritative teaching of the Bible giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. When Peter wrote his epistle, he prophesied the same thing. Listen to what he said. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Peter said, But there were false prophets also among the people. He's talking about the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there was a problem with false prophets. And now Peter says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be, now he's speaking futuristically, there shall be false teachers among you. That word teacher, the Greek word didaskalos, describes a super, superb teacher. It's even the word for a masterful teacher. It is the Greek equivalent for the Hebrew word rabbi. These are people who will package teaching, they will claim to be masterful expositors, revelators. But Peter says, make no mistake, they will be false, false teachers. And he speaks about this futuristically. There shall be false teachers among you. Just like Paul, Peter is pointing to the end of the age. And he's saying to the conclusion of the age, when time goes no further, when it is the wrap-up of all things, there will be an invasion of error into the church. That is what the Bible emphatically teaches. And since we are living in that age, we need to be wide awake and we need to keep our heads on straight when it comes to what we believe. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to the program. 
I've been waiting for you. Thank you for letting me come right into your space. Today, I'm going to continue talking to you about how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. That's the name of my book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Maybe the most important book I've ever written. It's about developing discernment for these last days. The Holy Spirit prophesied at the very, very end of the age, we would feel like lunacy was taking over society. Nonsense. The Bible prophesied that, and of course, we're witnessing that today in the courts, in education, in entertainment, everywhere we look, even in the school system, there's such lunacy, nonsensical thinking that seems to be prevailing, and you even wonder, how could anybody ever believe such nonsense? Well, that's because spirits of delusion have been released into society, and that is the primary signal that we are living at the very, very end of this age, and that's what this book is about. Just because the world's going crazy doesn't mean we have to. We need to keep our heads on straight. The subtitle says, Developing Discernment for These Last Days. The Word of God will give you the ability to keep your head on straight. Order your copy. We're also offering you my series by the same title, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Fifteen parts based on these programs with a marvelous study guide. You will just love this. Today, I'm speaking to you on my subject, how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. But I want to welcome Denise. Denise, we're so glad you're with us. Thank you, Rick. I'm really glad to be on this program. It's an honor. We are going to really have a good time in the Bible today. We are. It's going to be wonderful. And we're going to begin in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, which is what we covered in the last program. So let's go there again. Get okay. your Bible. Go with us to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 where the Holy Spirit prophesies through the Apostle Paul about what's going to take place in the very end of the age. Listen to what it says. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly. We saw that in Greek, this is the word retus. It means to speak emphatically, definitely. He's describing something that unequivocally is going to take place. We can't even change it with prayer. This is something that's simply going to happen at the very end of the age, so we need to be aware of it. And remember, the Holy Spirit never says anything to scare us. That's not His business. God is not in the fear business. He says things to prepare us so we can be equipped, especially those of us that are living in the end of the age. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to be prepared for it and guard ourselves so we're not affected by the spirit of the world. But listen to what it says. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly, the Greek means emphatically, in the strongest and clearest of language, that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So this is what the Holy Spirit prophesied through the Apostle Paul, not just in 1 Timothy chapter 4, but also in 2 Timothy chapter 4, also in Thessalonians. Actually, the New Testament is just loaded with revelation about an invasion of seducing spirits that's going to enter the world at the very end of the age. But today we're going to see what Jesus had to say. And I'm going to read to you directly from my book called Signs you'll see just before Jesus comes. If you don't have this book, go to our website, order it. This is an amazing book. I enjoyed writing it, and I know it will provide you with revelation about the signs of the times. But Denise, let's turn there. Okay. In Matthew chapter 24, the disciples came to Jesus, and the Bible tells us in verse 3, they asked him a question. They asked, what shall be the sign of thy coming and 
of the end of the world. That word sign is the Greek word simeon. Listen to what it means. The word simeon, the word sign used in Matthew 24, 3 is translated from the very Greek word used to describe signposts that help travelers know exactly where they were when they were making a journey. The same is true in our modern roads. Just as I see signs every day when I drive toward the city of Moscow, the disciples wanted to know what would be the signs along the way to let us know we're finally reaching the very, very end of the age. That's what they were asking. And the Bible tells us that Jesus told them that they would see widespread deception, signs in the heavens, economic instability, great seismic activity, legal prosecution of Christians, warring political systems, famines, wars, persecution, pestilences, commotions, ethnic conflicts, imprisonment of believers, the emergence of false prophets, the love of many waxing cold, fearful sights, unknown diseases, and rumors of wars. Jesus gave all of those as signs. But it's very interesting that when Jesus began this text, he began with the first and foremost sign that would alert us that we've come to the end of the age. And when you see this sign, it is the blaring sign screaming at us, you have entered the very end of the age. Number one, foremost, above everything else, Jesus said you'll know it's the end of the age because there will be widespread deception. The Greek word planel, which can also be translated delusion. And that's what we're going to see today. We're going to begin in my book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes, on page 39. So, Denise, let's turn there. Okay. And I want us to read and study this, and we're going to comment as we go. But when you come to this chapter, I write, Jesus listed many signs that would indicate we were on the road to the end. We're on the road to the end. But Jesus said the very first sign that we would see notifying us to the fact that we've approached the very cusp of the age is there will be wide-scale, worldwide deception that will emerge at the very end of this era. That is what Jesus said. Jesus warned his disciples and of us of the need to guard ourselves against deception. That's what he said in Matthew 24, verse 4. Take heed that no man deceive you. Jesus gave this as number one, foremost, the primary sign that we will see notifying us that we've come to the end of the age. As Jesus began his discourse on the many end time signs to watch for, he listed deception first and foremost as the primary indicator that the conclusion of the age is upon us. Let's cite why Jesus placed such emphasis on this sign even above other signs of the times. In fact, Jesus placed such emphasis on it then in Matthew 24, verse 4, Jesus said, take heed. Take heed in Greek is the word blepo, which in this case was intended to jar and jolt the disciples to really get their attention, is the equivalent to saying, listen, guys, I have something very important to say to you. If you want to know what will be the signs of the times, listen to this. And then Jesus gives this as the first and foremost sign to let us know we've entered the very end of the age. The words take heed were intended to jar and jolt the listeners. When Jesus spoke the words, take heed, there's no doubt that the disciples really perked up to listen to what Jesus was about to say. 
When he had their full attention, he warned them that as the present age comes to a close, an end times deception would attempt to infiltrate every part of society across the world. Now, what did he mean when he used the word deception? Well, in Greek, it is the word pleneo. This word pleneo describes a deception or a moral wandering. It depicts a person or nation or nations who have veered from a solid path, a path they once walked upon, a path that was well known, but now they have veered from it. They've diverged from what they used to believe and what they used to do. As a result, now they are veering morally. They are adrift. It is the same Greek word used to describe an animal that has lost its way and cannot find its way back home. To morally lose one's bearing or to wander off course. So when Jesus said, take heed that no man deceive you, he was really prophesying a time at the end of the age when society would leave the clear teachings of Scripture, a moral righteous path, and they would begin to morally veer and become adrift at the end of the age. In fact, they would become so adrift, they would be like an animal that's lost their way and can't seem to find their way back home. It's a moral wandering. And that is precisely what we're seeing in society today. Precisely, Rick. People, you know, people are like sheep. Sheep just go off for no reason. And, and you have to go get them. They're deceived out there. You have to go get them. So they're, they're wondering. Well, I want to tell you what else Jesus said. In Greek, this word deceive depicts the behavior of someone who once walked on a solid path, but now is drifting and teetering on the edge mm. of a treacherous route. You know, the world today is teetering on the edge of real treacherous places morally. It's insanity where the world is going with their morals. This person has either already departed from his one solid path and has lost his bearings as a result, or he is in the process of departing right now. This word deceive means he's going cross grain against all that was once a part of his core belief system. He is now deviating from a former solid moral position to a course that is unreliable, unpredictable, and even Dangerous, And the word deceive, which Jesus uses, tells us there will be a mass divergence from time-tested biblical standards at the very end of the age. So, by using this word planel, the word deceive, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, Jesus was foretelling that a moment was coming when society would move away from the long-affirmed laws of Scripture, And that is exactly what we're seeing in society today. That's exactly what we're seeing. This is why Jesus named deception first and foremost as the primary sign to alert us to the fact that we are at the end of the age. This is why Jesus told us at the end of the age, when things are wrapping up, this is what you're going to see. Take heed, blepo, pay attention. He was jarring them. He was jolting them. The delusion, widespread delusion, would enter the world at the very end of the age. I think that is just amazing. Moral confusion in society, attempting to engulf humanity with misinformation about what is morally right and morally wrong. Now, Isaiah referred to this. In Isaiah chapter 5, he said that a day was coming when people would become so morally confused, they wouldn't know what was right and wrong. They would call evil good, and they would call good 
evil. And my friend, we're living in that day. Just watch the news. Watch what's happening in the news today. People are concerned, uh, confused about morals, what's right, what's wrong, abortion, gender. People are so confused these days. You even wonder, how could anybody be confused about things that are so elementary? But that's because spirits of delusion have been released into the earth, the signal that we're living at the end of the age. Denise? Rick, it is it's so apparent what you're saying, the, the way people look, the things they're doing, the things they say, the things they believe, the things they walk in the street and hold a sign up for. I mean, they believe it. They're deceived. It's a delusion. And, you know, people who really operate by common sense, they look at it and almost wonder, how could anybody believe such delusional information? It just seems so unbelievable to us. But, hey, this is not a fantasy. This is really happening. It's really happening. Mm. And it is simply a fact that we're watching moral confusion rage among the civilized nations of the world as never before in our lifetimes. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Oh, nobody would argue. This confusion is perhaps no clearer anywhere than in the debate over gender identity, which is a manifestation of confusion so severe that it really stuns thinking minds. When men don't know if they're men and women don't know if they're women or people believe their gender can be decided by elective surgery, my goodness, we're dealing with confusion on a level like none of us ever knew was possible. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing, Rick, and it's such, it shakes up people. There's no stability. There's, there's nothing to stand on. It's what I said earlier, an unreliable, unpredictable, even dangerous, treacherous path. That's where society is headed. It's amazing. And now, as the winds of change are blowing, and my friend, they are blowing, we're watching as the world is rapidly departing, rapidly departing from time-tested beliefs and traditions that are based on biblical values. There is a mass departure taking place. As a result of this near abandonment of truth, Mm -hmm. And throwing away of moral foundations, confusion abounds, and society is teetering on a treacherous path. That is exactly what Jesus prophesied in Matthew chapter 24 in verse 4 when he said, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now listen careful. The spirit of the world is working furiously to eliminate all remnants of a godly foundation to replace it with a last day's deception that will ultimately usher in a time when the Antichrist rules a lost world for a temporary period of time. If you're spiritually sensitive, you're already aware that this is taking place. You know that there is an onslaught of deception that is attacking culture from every direction right now. It is all around us. You nearly have to be blind not to see it. There's a new propensity to rationalize, to rationalize away truth and replace it with politically correct, progressive thinking. And unfortunately, like a sickness that invades and sickens the human body, this end times deception is seeping into every part of society. The new mindset can be found in our schools, it can be found in our government, on television, in education, in entertainment, virtually all forms of the art and media. And under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul also prophesied in 2 
Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11, that at the end of the age, there would really be a worldwide mutiny against the law of God. And actually, that's what we're seeing take place. It's a mutiny, a throwing off of the law of God, established time-tested teachings of Scripture. And in fact, in 2 Thessalonians 2.11, Paul used the word delusion, delusion. He said delusion would be released in the earth. In that verse, the Holy Spirit prophesied a last day society worldwide would become beguiled, seduced, and duped. That's really what the word means in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. All of those ideas are contained in that word delusion. So according to Scripture, this period of worldwide deception will occur at the outer rim of the last days. That's the time that you and I are living in. Marking a time when delusion will attempt to pervade every realm of society. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, the Apostle Paul wrote, this was a result of the spirit of iniquity or the mystery of iniquity, which was already working in the world, which means from the very beginning, there has been a secret plan, a sinister plan, an insidious demonic plan to slowly walk the world into deception. Well, when the world was walking on a very solid path, they weren't going to believe a lie. So very slowly, very gradually, over a period of time, the devil has been trying to modify the thinking of the world to take them from where they were to where he wants them to be. And his ultimate intention is eventually to produce a world where he can produce a man to lead them, whom the Bible calls the Antichrist. And the world will throw open their arms and will receive him because they've been so gradually modified to become a lawless people. That's why they will embrace whom the Bible calls the man of lawlessness. He will be a man of lawlessness, and a lawless world will embrace him. You see, even two generations ago, no one understood how that could take place. But today, people have thrown off the Word of God. They've thrown off the time-tested principles of Scripture. They're beginning to modify what they believe. They're going from where they were to a new place, an unreliable, dangerous, treacherous path, Morally, they're wandering. They're almost like an animal that can't find its way back home. They have veered from a solid path, and now they have become deceived. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be you. Of course not. If we live by the Bible, we can keep our head on straight. God's intention is for the church to remain free, balanced, sound. The world can sink around us, but we're supposed to float on the waters of destruction. God has called us to a higher walk, and we can walk in that walk if we'll live by the Spirit and stay tuned to the teachings of Scripture, which help us to keep our head on straight. Amen, Denise. Amen. Amen. It's the Bible. It's the Word of God that's our stability, and it'll be our stability till the very end. Amen. Well, this program is already over. But when we come back in just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. And I want to tell you, please get my book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. I'll be back in just a moment. And I'm going to pray for you. The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome. Where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. 
it seems truth has been turned upside down. In Rick Renner's new book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth. You'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And today only. This book is available as our free gift to you. Just call the number on your screen or visit renner.org. Free, today only, when you call or go online to request it. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. Get the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, for free today. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My friend, our ministry is really growing. We're reaching people all over the world that are tuning in because they feel like they have found teaching they can trust. And what an honor that God would ask us to bring teaching of the Bible into people's homes. I'm really praying for a revival of the Bible in the hearts of God's people. And God's people are responding. They're calling, they're writing. And because we want to reach them and minister to them in the very best way, we need to expand. We are bursting at the seams. Our office building in Tulsa has become totally insufficient. We're having to put all of our resources and materials in containers because we have no more room in our building. And we just found a building that would perfectly meet our needs and it's fully furnished. And at the same time, we're building a new TV studio in Moscow because this studio is just inadequate for what we need to do. If you can imagine, we're filming five to seven daily programs in this studio. We have run out of space. It's time for us to expand. You can really make a difference in someone else's life by participating in this expansion project. And if it's in your heart to say, yes, I want to be a part of that, you can find out more by going online or give us a call right now. In today's program, we've been looking at what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 4, when he said to the disciples, take heed that no man deceive you. When Jesus said, take heed, it's the Greek word blepo, which means look, listen, pay attention. He was really trying to jolt and jar them to hear what he was about to say. And then Jesus gave them what would be the number one foremost primary sign to alert us to the fact that we have entered the very end of the age. This is the glaring sign that we will see. Jesus said worldwide deception from the Greek word planeo, which describes a moral wandering. The world morally will begin to veer off track that's when you'll know you've come to the very end of the age. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul says delusion will begin to work in society. We're seeing that. Wow, we need to know what the Bible says. By the way, that's why I'm offering you my book right now called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Even if the world around you seems to be going crazy, you can keep your head on straight. We're also offering you my series by the same title, 
how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy, 15 parts based on these programs with an amazing study guide. You'll just love it. Order yours today. But Denise and I want to pray for you. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for every person that's with us today. And Lord, even though this has been prophesied about the end of the age, we do not have to be victims of what's taking place. We can keep our head on straight, walk in the Spirit, walk in the solid path of the Word of God. And Lord, while the world veers from truth, we adhere to truth. We've made the decision, Lord, to adhere by what we believe and not be moved from it. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been so good to be with you today. Thank you for giving me your time and letting Denise and I share the Word of God with you. We'll see you in the next program. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. It's really the truth, my friend. The Word of God has power. Let its power work in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program.